0: Locked on Cowboys, your lock, daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast lock, Network, your on. team every lock, day. Locked lock, on. Locked lock, lock, on. on. Locked on. Cowboys. Lock on Cowboys. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool, and this is Locked On Cowboys. We are thanking you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, Landon, we got some Twitter questions, so I just think we should dive into it. But first, how are you doing today, sir? Good.
1: I'm excited to take questions as always. Uh, you know, ready to ready to wash Denver off uh, out of my hair and move yeah. on, as they say.
0: Yeah. So. Um... We got a couple questions about the game, but a lot, you know, kind of looking forward to this week. But our first question comes from Philip. He wants to know how do I forget last week? Tell me how to <laughs> deal with the pain. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll go ahead and start first, Lane. And for me, it's like peanut butter M and Ms and a cherry Coke does the trick pretty well. Um, just handfuls at a time. What about for you?
1: Yeah, candy works, especially uh, if you've got <laughs> uh, leftover Halloween candy that's still that needs to get yes. cleared out. This week, it's got to go. Yeah, we we keep telling our daughter so. uh, Just eat handfuls of candy. You know, look, watch any one of the other games uh, on Game (laughs) Pass. Like it's, you know, it's not hard to go. You don't have to go very far to find good Cowboys football. Uh, so, so just you know maybe hop back an extra week or something like that, and you'll see some <laughs> some good cowboys football
0: because we didn't lose for like well a month and a half i I know losing sucks, and we kind of forgot how to do it, but yeah, it's probably gonna happen again unfortunately this season, just letting you guys know so just finding a good prepare yourself. strategy yeah yeah, prepare yeah. load up on peanut butter m and ms McDonald's a sponsor of ours They'll. that's they'll right, that's together. right uh, all right, next question. Uh, This one from Sean. How does the development of the kicking situation alter (laughs) the game plan for this week? So in case you haven't heard, Greg Zerline tested positive for COVID. Uh, It seems pretty unlikely that he's going to be able to play by Sunday. He'd have to have two negative tests. But Cowboys brought in an old favorite of ours, Landon Brett Maher. Uh, How do you think it impacts this game?
1: Well, first of all, can we just talk about how hilarious it is that, like, you know, normally when you have an outbreak, it's like, you worry like the whole, uh, the whole wide receiver room is going to catch it. Nobody hangs out with the kicker. Nobody no. else is got. Nobody else no. got it. He was isolated no. before he even knew about COVID. So uh, I thought that was funny, but yeah, I, I you know, and, and I, I do kind of take uh, uh, issue with the, with the, the way that you referred, they refer the question to refer to it as a, de- a developing, because it is not developing. It is the de- It is devolving. is what I would say is what it is. Yeah. Uh You know, I think this is a perfect opportunity to kick the ball less. <laughs> just uh, go for it on more fourth downs. Uh, you know, it, unless you're kicking a 35 yarder or in, and, uh, uh, there's not really much reason to kick if you don't have. Why are we kicking 35 yard
0: field goals though?
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't I, I just don't kick it? I
0: don't know. That's like, why. That's why I thought the names that they brought in for the kickers to replace Greg Zuerlein were really interesting. It was. Guys with huge legs because yep. I think the idea is laying in kickoffs, right? Kickoffs. And we're only going to use this kicker if we need like a 60-yarder to, to win the game at the end and we have no time left. Like other yep. than that, we're probably not kicking the ball very much. That
1: right, seems fine to me. I'm good with and it. And
0: I, I i know a lot of people like brought up like Kai Forbath, and there's no doubt that Forbath is a better kicker than Brett Marr right? I don't but, but it's I exactly the
1: opposite of what we're looking for, right? We're he's, looking he's, for he's,
0: something different, right?
1: Yeah, he's he's, he's yeah. looking for an accurate. The, Kai Forbath is a 40 yards and in accurate kicker. Doesn't have the big leg that you need for kickoffs. That's more important to what we we need right now. Is we just need someone to facilitate well, the kickoff and the kick it, when we need
0: to. And I actually think Forbath is a long-term solution more so than Brett Maher, right? Like, if Zerline was sure. going to be out for six weeks, I think that's when you think about Forbath because probably over those six games, you're going to want somebody who's a little bit more consistent. But for one game, you can probably deal with the high variance of Brett Maher, right?
1: Yeah, to get to, to, to with with the the trade-off being that you get the big leg for the kick. You get the Absolutely. big
0: leg. You're just going to go into the game plan not in the week, not expecting to kick what anything from. Fifty yards in, probably not, right? My, maybe not even extra points. Maybe just going for two. So, I mean, why
1: are you kicking a fifty-yard field goal? <laughs> I'll flip it around like that. Well, I mean, uh, that's winning the, the game. Reason, the know, only right? reason yeah. you're
0: kicking long field goals is at the end of half or at the end of the game, yep. and that's the only option, right? And again, that's
1: why it changes the angles, right? As opposed opposed to Kai Forbath. If it's just for one game, really, you're just facilitating. And the only time you would ever even need him to kick a field goal is in those kind of situations. But if you talk about multiple games, obviously, the the more important, the the chances of more important kicks coming up increases. And that's when you would want a more reliable
0: kicker. Correct. Uh, All right. Next question. This one's from Tom. What is the right answer at left tackle this week? Um, Tyron?
1: Yeah, that's the right answer. Uh, Which is the
0: least wrong answer is the next question, right?
1: You know, I I I don't disagree that uh, I think Terrence Steele will be better this week at left tackle than he was at right. Uh, that he was at left tackle last week. Uh, it sounds like, according to Duke, who I you know I trust on this sort of thing, that he only got one day of practice at left tackle last week. Uh, so if he gets a full week at left tackle, I think he will be better. Now, however, <laughs> better than nine pressures is, is is a pretty low bar to to hmm. to have. Um, you know, my thought, my hope is that you know they, I mean, they didn't really face a murderer's row of pass rushers yes l- last Sunday either, but they're not facing a murderer's row of pass rushers this week. Um, and so your hope being that the the uh. uh the, the extra reps will help Terrence kind of get over the hump there. Yeah. You know, I, I, I still, I understand what, I understand if they would do it either way, to be honest, I would understand if they wanted to move back Lyle Collins to left or move Lyle to it. left and then move Terrence. I thought Lyle was
0: good. I thought he was yeah, really I, No, no. I thought
1: Lyle on. was really good. I, my concern is if you're really, really concerned about Terrence Steele, I could see why you would want to flip him back. But, but I think that it's probably better for the team long-term to try to have Terrence get through this game at left tackle, and then s- just slide Tyron Smith in um, into that left tackle spot once he's ready to play. I mean, we're we're gonna go all the way to a full year. It feels like before we get this starting offensive line playing together again. It's been Thanks. almost an exact. That'll be the next right? time we see it. I'm starting to wonder. You know, I mean, I think the you know look the, the problem is is that if this lingers into. Uh, you know, next week and beyond, then you start having to worry about normal player management, right? Because you've got, what is it, like th- three games in 14 days or whatever it is? It's like, yeah, it's totally something ridiculous. Like that. Yeah. So y- you have to wonder, like, if you've been keeping him out week to week, how is he going to handle, like, those games, like th- that stretch of three games? So I, I, th- I think that th- they have to now expand their thinking about their maintenance with him to include how do we get through those three games do we need to hold them out for one of them those three do we hold them out for the next two games it's three does, games in
0: 12 days by the way
1: 12 days 12 days it's just every time i hear it it's just nuts um but yeah so i think that they really need to kind of figure out a uh, a long-term being like three to four weeks like how they want to, or not three because it's 12 days you just need to you need to get through Figure out what your plan is for those three games. That's and why it, I think incorporated into what's going that's on. That's why I too. think
0: the plan should be to try to bring him back on Thanksgiving against the Raiders for a couple of different reasons. If you try to bring him back next week against Kansas City and then try to have him play on Thursday, that's just a really quick turnaround. But yeah. if you have him play on Thursday against the Raiders and then the following Thursday, that's almost like a normal week for Tyron, right?
1: And then eventually he it, gets an ex- Extra days as we get, right. you
0: know, So the, I, the, after, after the Friday. Saints game, he would get an extra couple days. I think that's the way to go. But that means you got to survive the next two games. Atlanta's not super concerning because they don't have the edge rushers to really make the Cowboys pay. Kansas City does. Like with Frank Clark and Melvin Ingram, that's a that's an interesting one. I think the Raiders are the one where they really need them because they've got Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby. So you need Tyron healthy in that game. I just wonder if that's going to be the plan for them going forward. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And and you know the hope with Kansas City is that you'll be running all over them, that you won't need Hopefully. to throw the ball
0: Hopefully. too much anyway. So we'll see. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and we'll answer some more Twitter questions. But before we do that, we want to tell you guys about Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to twenty five cents per gallon on every single gallon of gas, every single time they fill up. Just download the free get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get Upside. You can cash out at any time using your bank account, PayPal, or eGift card. Just download the free get Upside app and promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. Um, all right, Landon, let's get to some more questions. This one from Mark. He wants to know, are you guys worried that the defense hasn't forced a turnover in the last two weeks and that was a major part of the early season success?
1: I love it. Keep that expectations high. Um, uh, you know, look, I, I, I think teams are being more careful about, you know, throwing – uh loosely at at tyrant at at trayvon Diggs, they're mm-hmm. making sure these guys are open i think that you know it's they definitely need to get back to comm- committing turnovers or uh playing the kind of football that they were playing against the vikings so um i i don't think it's realistic to necessarily um always expect turnovers i i think it would be nice to be able to maintain like a one to two turnover per game uh pace but y- you can't always have that so uh I don't know if it's concerning, but I think it is concerning in combination of when they're not, you know, when they're not committing turnovers, they need to be able to get, uh, get off the field. And and that's when, they, when you're not doing either of those things, when you're not able to get off the field on third downs and you're not committing turnovers, uh, that's, that's where you should be concerned when you have that combination, because uh, ultimately, you know, there's no, there's no pathway to getting them off the field and, 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 other than the kicking field goals or scoring touchdowns.
0: I'm not that concerned about it because last week's game script was awful. I actually thought the defense did okay in the first half, kind of creating opportunities for the offense, right? Like very first drive, it was a three and out, and they actually lost 10 yards. They did score a touchdown on the next one. Um, they scored not a touchdown on the next drive, but it was a short field. And then they forced a punt, field goal, punt, punt, field goal, missed field goal, yeah, I mean, like they did a decent job of trying to get them back on track, and then after a certain point, it just kind of started to it just yeah snowball. So like they did a fairly decent job of getting stops, and they blocked the punt, which should have been a turnover, which you know, should have given the Cowboys a short field. I'm just not worried about it. I think once the Cowboys get into a better game script, they'll be fine.
1: They, you know, they they did a good job at many different points of that game of getting uh. Making Denver behind putting Denver behind the chains on yeah. different spots. Mm-hmm. The problem was finishing on third downs or finishing, finishing on second on, and 20s, second like, and 20s. Yeah, exactly.
0: Three times second and 17 or worse, and they got a huge chunk play.
1: Yeah, you can't, uh, on just on can't allow that. Three. Can't, just allow, can't
0: that. allow that. Uh, all right. Next one. This one is from at upper deck 08. He wants to know with a long season would bringing in a viable third back with the intention of utilizing him alongside a healthy Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott be wise. So basically should the Cowboys consider adding another running back to their stable? Hmm. To me, the answer is yes, but it depends on the player. Like, yeah, I don't think, I don't necessarily think they need another scat back. Right. Like, and I I'm not calling Tony Pollard a scat back, but they don't need, james white or you know somebody like duke johnson they don't need that type of player they actually could probably use another player to help zeke with some of the inside running that's that's where i was like
1: yeah i mean honestly where they may be missing is is you know a guy like Sayo Alana lua you know where yeah. they they trusted him actually getting the ball at times and i don't know if they were going to give him you know t- even 10 carries in a game or anything like no. that but maybe Three? but maybe Four? if you're up Maybe if you're up a couple touchdowns, that's the guy that you're feeding the ball to to kind of, you know, finish games just to get a, give Zeke a break. Uh, yeah, I think it would have been useful to have another guy on the roster that's, you know, is either a special teams guy who, you know, like a Rod Smith. I was going to say I mean,
0: Rod Smith, our favorite guy, Rod Smith. He would have been I mean, I just th-
1: like Rod, look, for, not for what, what Rod Smith could provide the flexibility that a guy like Rod Smith provides to your roster is incredible. And that's exactly the kind of player you want, right? Like the Cedric Wilson of running backs, right? A guy that is going to be able to do all the other things that you need these down roster uh, receivers to do. Uh, But he's also when it's when his number gets called, he steps up and he plays really good football. That's what the Cowboys need at their third running back. And, And I think, you know, until then it's, it's, it's kind of pointless just to sign a guy who is just a running back only, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because he's yeah. going to take up a roster spot, and not get a bunch of carries, and and cost you. I mean, not cost a lot of money, but it's just like what what are you ultimately paying that guy for? You need somebody who is going to be able to be rosterable on Sundays, uh, and that means that he's going to need to be able to do more than just be a running back. He's going to yes. play special teams as well.
0: Couple things. So, like the Cowboys do have a guy on their team right now, Corey Clement. They could use him more if yeah. they needed to on offense. So they possible. What you're looking for is like a Brandon Bolden type of player that New England's okay. had for the last, I don't know, five or six years, right? Core special teamer, but when he gets into the game on offense, it's not going to hurt you and can carry the ball well, 10 times if you need to. The absolute perfect version of this player that we're talking about from the early 2000s. Like oh my God. Cowboys is Richie Anderson,
1: right? Oh, okay, cool. I was going to think of somebody else. Go ahead. Well, who Richie are you Anderson. Say? Well, I thought the Shard Choice was really good in this. Oh, run. Choice you know? is a good you know? one. Yeah, because he, he played good special team. Philip Turner is another guy who I think that you know we still follow on Twitter. He's a great Twitter follow if you haven't followed. Him, but he was really good in that kind of third running back yeah, special teams yeah. player. Those are two other guys. He's just someone in that mold who knows the uh, office. I, I was well saying and Richie Anderson
0: because he could literally play oh, multiple yeah. positions for you. Anderson, third down yeah. guy, right?
1: Anderson is like is like. What you hoped someone like say Alana Lua could yeah, be? Yeah, yeah, that's it's like really-
0: the A plus version of that. Player, exactly, right? yeah.
1: Like Anderson's a guy that, you know, if there ever was to be a superstar in that role, Richie Anderson was that guy, right? Because there's not, yeah. there's not just no one respects the that third running back, sometimes fullback, special teams ace position, but Richie Anderson was about as good as it comes with that
0: position. I agree. Man, I love Richie Anderson. Yeah. And Rod Smith was like that. That's probably the reason why we were huge Rod Smith fans is because he can be a running back. He could be a fullback. He's going to help on kick returns. He's going to play every special team's unit. But uh, if he like got the see... ball in his hands,
1: he could make something happen too. Yeah. Like It wasn't just good like, player. oh, you're throwing away a carry or throwing away a reception with Rod Smith. He could actually do something with
0: the ball. I want to know your guys' favorite like third-string running yeah. back the, the Cowboys have that. had over the years. Because Tashard Choice is a good one. I didn't even think about that one. Was it Tony Thompson the Cowboys had for a while? Yeah. Tony Thompson. Remember him? He was a big preseason guy.
1: He he could move. That guy could run. He was fast, man. Yeah, he was. Uh, So, yeah, yeah,
0: tell us your favorite kind of third running back that the Cowboys have had over the last 34 years. I want to hear your answers. Uh, uh, Let's do one more break, and we'll come back and answer some more questions. You guys had a lot of good questions today, and Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we answer as many as we can. Uh, But before we do that, Build Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar out there. You guys know that. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. Brownie coconut. Brownie chunk-
1: coconut. Coconut. Brownie, coconut. Brownie Brown- coconut. Ch- uh, coconut
0: brownie chunk, as I think is what it's called. Oh. It's unbelievable. Oh. Um, all right, next one at ball from grace wants to know i I keep seeing people blame dak prescott's performance on the lack of practice why would we think this is the case when he didn't throw for most of the preseason and still looked far sharper in the opening game oh that's a that's a that's a good point
1: um i think that you know i think that his timing is just and, and it wasn't just let's be clear. I don't think it's just Dak. I mean, I think the problem was that the the wide receivers were injured too. If you remember like each one of the wide receivers, uh well, not Cedric Wilson, but I mean, we thought that Gallup would, might play last week, but Gallup lamb and, and uh, Cooper were all on the injured re- on the injured list in some way. So I think, you know, at different points, they were limited yeah. themselves. And I think it's both of those facts that, that both of them, we're not getting full reps this week together in the offense that just kind of disrupted the timing a little bit. And then let's also let's also pull some of this back. I mean I mean I think we talked about this in the all 22 review that you know when Dak was off it was Dak's sloppy footwork. So, you know, that to me when I see Dak's sloppy footwork that to me means that he didn't get enough reps, he wasn't, you know, exactly sharp there. Or so not
0: that's reps at 100%. They probably just didn't want to push his calf more than yeah. he needed to, right? So those are specifically
1: like what you what we saw on the tape that made me say that reps I thought were some were something of an issue there. Now, to flip that around on the wide receivers, I think you can say the same thing as to why, you know, Cooper's dropping a wide open first down conversion on third down. Why uh, you know, I, I mean, I can't really say the same thing for Pollard because he practiced all week. Pollard dropped one of those passes, but Ceedee yeah. Lamb also did. So, you know, I think that there is uh, there are is sharpness issues that are not just Dax alone, right? That yep. that uh, that were caused by the other guys also not practicing and also not being in sync with the offense.
0: I I agree. I I just think I was talking with a couple of people on Twitter this morning about you know why did the Cowboys leave him in? I think I think you were right yesterday talking about how he needed those reps to just kind of get himself back into a rhythm, work on the footwork, and we did see it improve as the game went on. But I think basically just being off for three weeks and being in a boot and not going full speed at practice and not working on stuff inside the pocket messed him up a little bit, but I expect him to be better this week.
1: I also Um, think it helps you get onto the right foot for this week of practice, right? If you feel like you were doing it by the end of the game, you go into next week of practice like, okay, I I need to to start strong. I know I can do this. I just did it at the end of this game. I just need to kind of continue
0: building on what I
1: finished the game with, basically.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, A couple more questions, but before we do that, Landon, uh, we got a little report from Cowboys Practice today that their long snapper, Jake McQuaid, uh, he was being held out just as a precaution because of Greg Zerline. We kind of joked about Zerline not having any close contacts. It doesn't just seem like McQuaid is one. Um, okay,
1: good.
0: But did you see Bones Fossil talk about their emergency kickers for this week? No, I didn't. Is
1: it is you it is know, it Beattish? You know, it, is, is it, Bionish? Is it, it Bionish? Is Bionish Actually. Oh, I love it! I love yeah.
0: it! I love it! Oh, please let the big man kick! Please yeah, think, let the big I man kick! I think it's hilarious if they got to a point in the game where it was clearly that you're going to win and they let him kick like an extra point. Like how much fun would that be?
1: I love how this team loves big men. I love it. They they, they play big men at running back. They play big men, at kicker. I I love it. I can't wait till Zach Martin takes snaps and throws the football. They
0: they actually said it's between the, the emergency kicker would be this one's surprising me. It's Biatish and Azur Kamara is the other one. Um,
1: Soccer player. I
0: bet. I bet. That's why I bet what it is as well. Uh, all right. This is a, wait, wait, a fun... real quick. Real go quick.
1: You're the Raiders guy. I got a question for you. Yeah. Where's Jeff Heath. <laughs> Free
0: agency. He's uh, he's out there. You can go get him right now. Maybe we can, maybe we can go try him out for, We uh, already have a, a million kicker. other uh, guys, but Oh, uh, safety. Uh, all right. So this question from Chris, a, a really fun hypothetical. If Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn both leave, i uh, yeah, I don't really want to talk about, That's much, about? <laughs> that. That's not fun. This next part that I find fascinating. Name one dream candidate for each to replace them. I've got Kyle one Shanahan. for offense. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Kyle Shanahan.
0: Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Wouldn't that be great? I've, I've
1: already penciled him in as the 2022 <laughs> Cowboys offensive coordinator. Because, uh, I, look, I, I don't think Quinn will leave. I, I, I mean, I, he's done a great job, but I don't know he's – Turn right back, you around have to have a, a very specific job.
0: situation for Dan Quinn to leave, in my opinion, yeah. right?
1: I, yeah, so bring, let's 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 uh let's let's do let's let's roll back again with the uh 2017 <laughs> yeah, 2018 sure. uh Atlanta Falcons. Let's do it, baby. Come on,
0: a couple of weeks ago, you could have convinced me Vic Fangio, baby, for the defense coordinator, but he can oh, get man. all the way out of here. I'm I'm over yeah. Fangio, get, yeah. get him out of there. Absolutely, uh, Al Harris for defensive coordinator has done a pretty good job. I mean if we're gonna talk
1: about realistic candidates, gah, uh <laughs> George Edwards, I think would yeah. probably be maybe above him. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I would think uh Doug Nussmeyer probably yeah. would be your and, most likely candidates. And I'd be no, fine. they're, they're not be fine. flashy, but but they it would be a continuation of what you see already to a large degree. So
0: Matt Nagy I like do it. anything for you? No. <laughs> not really i mean he'll be out there
1: <laughs> i mean look i mean look if he's looking to uh make a lateral move we could always call up eric Bieniemy and see what uh what he's got going sure. you yeah. know so all right
0: well there you go uh try to see if we have any more questions this week we've talked about free agency. people want to know about you know are the cowboys going to who they're going to bring back are they going to franchise tag randy gregor we've, we've talked about that a lot so i don't think we need to Famous new
1: cowboy Odell Beckham Jr. will be signing with those very. (laughs) It's funny whenever. It's funny because the Cowboys always get added to those lists, right? They all like, whenever there's a new free agent, the Cowboys are always on the list, no matter what, just for clicks, right? I haven't seen that with Odell Beckham Jr. this time. Thank goodness.
0: Maybe the fan base is getting smarter. All right, last question. This one's from Joshua. Uh, Let's reset the Cowboys after their loss on Sunday. What do you? What are you predicting the Cowboys' final record to be this year?
1: Well, they're six and two, so they've got about nine games left. Right? Um yep. Is that right? Nine games? Yep. Six. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say that they end up.
0: You want to do their schedule? We, I'll, we can go through it really quickly. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Uh, home against the Falcons. Win. Okay. At Kansas City. Uh. Mm. let's say let's say loss i think that's fair uh so we are at seven and three home mm-hmm. against the raiders on thanksgiving Win. okay so you're at eight and three next game home against or excuse me at the saints a week from thanksgiving it's a tough game i even though they it's don't have tough... james Winston, it's a tough game let's say loss okay so you're eight and four uh, at Washington, win nine and four. At the Giants, win ten and four. Home against Washington, win. So eleven and four. Uh, home against the Cardinals on January second. Let's be conservative. I'm say, just give a loss. Okay. All right. So what are we at now? We're at 10-11. and five. Right. Eleven and five, and then yeah. Yeah, so they play the Eagles at home, in, or excuse me, Eagles on the road in week 18. So, we're thinking like what? Somewhere between 11 and 12 wins, conservatively.
1: Yeah, 12 and 5 sounds right to me. I, I, I definitely think they could win that Kansas City game. I definitely think they can win that. The Saints in Arizona. I mean, they could win all of those games. None of those games are like that Kansas City game isn't the same as what we expected that Kansas City game yeah. to be at the beginning of the season. Yeah. The Saints game, it's just the Saints are it's just such a well coached team, and, and, yeah, and, and that's a tough it's place. It's the
0: atmosphere. It's a night I, game I, in New Orleans, right?
1: I think the Cowboys. If the Cowboys offense is cooking, I think that they could they could win that game. And Arizona, you know, I don't, I don't know if I trust that Arizona is going to be as good a team at, at the end of the year as they that's are. That's an
0: interesting matchup for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, like I, I just I'm interested in how they just match up schematically. Like they play a very interesting brand of football. Um, yeah. How do they match up on defense? You know, without JJ Watt, what are the linebackers looking like at that point of the season? That's a that's going to be an interesting game. So we're still thinking, even though we lost on Sunday, Landon, twelve wins is certainly in the realm of possibilities, and hopefully at least a three seed, because I'm telling you right now, you do not want to be the four seed in the NFC. That's an awful spot to be in because that means you're probably hosting the Rams in the first round of the playoffs. I don't think you want that.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or you're, you're going to the Rams, right? I would assume. No, if you're the
0: four seed, you'll play, you'll play the number five seed, right? The highest. Oh, wild card oh, oh, game, oh I see what you're saying. It should probably be here. the Rams if they don't oh, win Oh, because of the, yeah, the Cardinals. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, I mean that's that's not because there's not a, preferable. there's
0: an actual chance like if you are let's say the two or three seed you might be playing like the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs or the Falcons in the first round the of the playoffs. Eagles
1: are are within striking distance of making the playoffs. I mean, God, think, it's
0: think, crazy that it the, the halves and the halves nots in the NFL. It's, it's like it's unbelievable. Once you get past the top five teams, it's like here's your here's your contenders for six and seven. It's Minnesota. It's Seattle, who is and 3-5 right now without Russell Wilson. It's Philadelphia at three wins. It's the Giants at three wins, and it's the Panthers with four wins. That's your list of teams. Yeah, I mean, I guess – Jeez.
1: That's why the two and three seed are going
0: to be so important this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I do think that there's something to the idea that you need to win through that, and you can't always have – not the easiest path in the playoffs is not always – the path that gets you the most ready to win the Super Bowl. Let's put it that way, I guess. Yes. Uh, but I do think that you shouldn't be trying to play for the most difficult path. Either. Well, it's so. just
0: if you're if, if the options are I get to play the Falcons or the Rams in the first round of the playoffs. My goodness, that's you gotta a win huge, that that, huge that extra
1: game though. or two, right? It's just that's the
0: difference. It's a huge g- difference. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, thank you for making us your first listen every single day. I'm Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool at McCoolBCB. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts that are available on YouTube, please, please check us out. We've got a crossover podcast coming tomorrow, mm. and then we've got our Week 10 preview, Cowboys-Falcons, on Friday. We will see you guys that